This is Lee from BowlerX.com. If you're looking for the best prices and service after the sale on the Internet for bowling balls, shoes, bags, and accessories, come check out BowlerX.com. We carry products from all the major manufacturers, including Brunswick, Storm, Deviate, Ebonite, Dexter, and KR Strike Force, among others. We also carry pro shop supplies from Innovative, Turbo, Jayhawk, Vice, and more. All in-stock orders ship out to you the same day. And best of all, we ship your items fully insured for free. That's right. We don't charge for shipping on any item we sell. We also don't charge you a restocking fee if you need to ship an item back to us. No charge for handling or packing your items either. We're also not going to ask you to waste your money on drilling insurance or an extended warranty. If your item is defective from the manufacturer, BowlerX will replace it at no additional charge. Why should you pay extra for this peace of mind? Look for BowlerX.com at the 2012 USBC Open Championships in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. In conjunction with the event, we will be awarding one lucky winner with a $500 gift certificate, good for anything we carry. Simply go to www.bowlerx.com between February 10th and June 30th, 2012 to register. We'd also like to congratulate John Tassano of Seabeck, Washington, who was the winner of our $750 Brunswick Arsenal giveaway. John walked away with four high-performance balls from Brunswick and a KR Strikeforce four-ball roller bag. BowlerX.com is the online bowling superstore and a proud sponsor of Above180.com. Jet Bowling is a proud sponsor for Above180.com. Want your score to soar with a new Jet Altitude or any other great ball in the current lineup? Go to JetBowling.com, enter coupon above 180, and listeners can get a great discount. Jet Bowling, taking your game to a maximum altitude. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowlers Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining me tonight is Mike Fagan. Mike is a two-time Team USA member. Mike recently won the USBC Masters Tournament out in Las Vegas. For more on Mike, go to FaganBowling.com. Mike, my first question is this. How has your life changed since your victory over Chris Barnes in the USBC Masters? Oh, well, you know, I'm still out here in Vegas still bowling um i don't think life's changed a whole lot you know i think it's just kind of uh you know monkey off my back for sure um a major is one of those things where you just you never know if you're ever going to win one um you know i've been bowling obviously on tour for almost 10 years now and uh, i know how difficult those events are to win so just the fact that i could come away on top was Pretty well, Mike, and with there being less and less PBA televised events, some events going to extra frame, uh, just less and less tournaments, this really has to make things even a little bit more special for you. Yeah, the uh, you know the opportunities have become a little bit few and far in between, especially with PBA. Um, but I'm still trying to stay active, competing uh, internationally, um, and that really has kept me on my game, and that really put me in a position coming into this event, you know, being confident, knowing that. Um, you know, I could win it. I could win this event. So, and uh, I just really believed it. Mike, I also noticed during your finals match against Chris Barnes, you were adding tape to the ball. Was that to help you loft the ball down the lane to get the ball to delay hooking, or did it just fit in a little loose for you? Well, anytime I'm on TV, my heart rate starts to go up a little bit, and uh, my, you know, the blood starts rushing to my chest. I think, and my fingers start to shrink. So, 
I usually have to add a few pieces of tape when I get on TV, um, just because my hand starts to go down. And, uh, you know, I, I use the holes extremely tight, so if they're just a little bit loose, I'm, you know, I feel like I have to squeeze the ball or I'm going to lose it. So I usually, like, I prefer the ball to fit me very snug. Mike, on the telecast, you were throwing tracks 716T. Uh, Want to get your thoughts as to why you chose that piece? Uh, I know you were throwing the 607A during some of your uh, your qualifying rounds and, and uh, the events leading up to the television uh, finals. Uh, talk about the 716T and your initial reaction as to why that was the best piece for you on Sunday. And then also we got a lot of folks that want to know, uh, how was that ball set up and drilled for you? Oh, the 716T for me was just, it was just a great choice all week long. I threw it. Um, I picked it up actually the catcher's round. Um, we had a, I used the 607A um, in the qualifying, and then in the catcher's round, I really wasn't in danger of missing the cut, so I was trying some different equipment, and, and the 716T really just jumped right out of me. Um, you know, I was able to play a little bit straighter and throw it harder, um, and the ball, the ball just picked up in the right part of the lane and um, really got me through the entire match play. Um, you know, without really sweating too much. Um, up until the last match, I mean, the ball just looked, looked, even the last match, you know, I got beat by Barnes, obviously, but the ball looked fantastic the entire event. It was a pin-up, probably about four and a half inches from my axis, rather strong drilling. Um, I had the mass bias swung out towards my uh, vertical axis line, so a fairly strong layup all around, um, and also a small weight haul, just because um, and the CG was kicked out quite a bit. So, um, for me on TV, the lanes usually get pretty snop, uh, pretty sloppy down the lane. They get tight, um, and the front starts to hook. So, I really like to have uh, more aggressive equipment on the TV show so I can still be aggressive with the ball um, and know that it's going to hook. And, Mike, I know by watching on Extra Frame, you went pretty straight during the entire week leading up to the television finals. Was your philosophy that when the lanes started to break down a little due to all the practice you guys were getting, oh, we're playing pretty close to the same same portion of the lane, a couple people a little deeper. Um, was your thought initially going in that you were going to just loft the ball a little bit more to delay the ball from hooking as opposed to moving left and trying to, to just get in the pattern a little bit? I've played lanes pretty similar to how I played them on Sunday the entire week. I didn't, I wasn't really lofting the ball, um, during the week, though, because the, the front of the lane had a little more oil on it. The lights of the cameras and, and uh, the lights of the TV set really start to dry up the, uh, the front of the lane. So, lofting the ball is actually something I've considered doing in the past, but never really had a lot of success with it. But I knew that um, I didn't want to give away the pocket. I wanted to try to keep the ball on the line as much as I could. And if that meant throwing it over the heads or throwing it harder, um, then so be it. But I, I didn't want to really, I didn't really want to change my line too much. Uh, I, I really liked the way my my uh, ball was carrying all week long, and I think I wanted to just keep that momentum going for the TV show. Mike, I want to get your thoughts here. Earlier this week, it was announced that the PBA and the World Ten Pin Bowling Association came to an agreement, and really, what they created was a global professional bowling tour. Mike, talk about what it's like to bowl overseas as far as the conditions and patterns go. I know I'm sure that the travel and the 
just even the pure logistics of things have to have to wear on a person's body here. But talk about just bowling overseas in general. For a, a lot of us uh, Above180.com podcast listeners, we don't get to go overseas and bowl. So explain that experience and what you've, uh, what you've come across overseas. Well, I think the WTBA is definitely pushing bowling in the right direction. Um, the game has really become an international sport. Uh, you know, people from all over the world have been competing on the PBA Tour, and obviously the PBA bowlers have been competing all over the world. So I think it was just a matter of time before the, uh, you know, the international world tour, quote-unquote, became a reality. You know, different parts of the world have different theories on how to oil lanes. Um, for the most part, I would say that it's becoming unified more because of um, what Kegel is doing around the world. You know, there are a lot of uh, tournament organizations that are, are using Kegel machines and using Kegel patterns. Um, so, you know, bowling is becoming more unified, as, I mean, as far as, you know, lane conditions and so forth. Obviously, um, some people have different theories, like in Korea, for example, uh, every time I've been there, it's always been a very long pattern, a lot of oil, um, but, you know, other other parts of the world prefer them a little bit drier. So you, you really just have to, you know, bring, bring an array of equipment and kind of uh, keep an open mind. Again, Mike Fagan joining us. Check out FaganBowling.com. Find out where Mike's going to be. Mike does coaching clinics. He does one-on-one coaching, all that great stuff. It's at FaganBowling.com. Also, make sure you check out TrackBowling.com. 716T going to be available later this month. Great piece, as you, as you saw on Sunday. Mike, I threw out the question to our Facebook fans. Again, you want to follow us on Facebook. It's uh, taking your bowling game to the next level. And, Mike, one of the questions that we had asked was uh, one of our listeners or one of our Facebookers was curious as to know how you maintain accuracy and consistency with your high backswing. You're known you know, as a king of swing. You have a really high backswing. So how does that, uh, how does that play into things, and how are you able to maintain the ball on, on, on target line as, as you have such a high backswing? Uh, well, I don't really equate it to my backswing, honestly. I mean, I, I equate it to my footwork. That's really where your speed and accuracy are going to come from. The more better balance you have, the better footwork you have, um, you know, the easier the ball is going to go towards your target. And, you know, my arm swing is just basically a product of me trying to keep my arm as loose as possible and, um, you know, the weight of the ball really taking it. Mike, one of the things that I hope with the Above180.com podcast is we can help bowlers take their game to that next level. You do coaching, you do clinics, you do one-on-one stuff. What is one thing you see that is holding amateurs back and really keeping them from attaining that next level of bowling for them, whether that's uh, bowling well at regionals and cashing, uh, bowling a PBA regional, whether that's bowling well at nationals, or even just on the local level, bowling well in their city or, or state tournaments that they may attend as we are getting close to uh, state and city and, and the USBC Open? Well, I think it's natural for a lot of people, from what they're hearing on TV and what they're seeing with professionals, to kind of skip some steps on the way to uh, you know becoming a good bowler. And I think a lot of people will forego some of the basics and look for more of, I've got to drill this ball, I've got to try to turn it this certain way. Um, but if you don't have the basics behind that theory, then uh, it's going to be really hard to repeat shots and you know get that consistent reaction that you're looking for. So I think basically, um, I think most amateurs really need to just work on balance and timing. And that's really where, um, that's really what even I go back to when I'm trying to, when I'm struggling. So that's, that's really the main thing of the game that's going to uh, help you be more consistent. Again, Mike Fagan, two-time Team USA member and 
winner of the USBC Masters joining us today. Check out FaganBowling.com for more about Mike. And Mike, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about you and your relationship with track. Uh, you seem, you guys seem to really work well together. It seems like you fit well into what track is trying to do. And, and talk about that initial, uh, why you started with track. I think it was, what, about two years ago. And Mike, just talk about your relationship with track. Yeah, I've been on track staff now for almost two years now, and um, you know, I really, I really have to stand by my behind my equipment because I personally believe that um, you're only as good as the bowling balls you're throwing, and I really believe that you know you have to have some good pieces in your hand to get the you know especially to compete at at the pro level. You really need to have some good pieces in your hand, and and track is um, you know definitely put out some good a good line of equipment, you know, and they're also complement each other um, because of the number of series. You can figure out where each ball fits in the line. Um, and for me, it's, it's really, you know, it's really taking my game to the next level. Their, their equipment's helped me out, you know, exponentially. Mike, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. I know you're very busy still bowling tournaments out in Vegas and such. All the best of luck as we continue on the PBA slash WTBA tour schedule and uh, look forward to seeing you at the U.S. Open coming up at the end of this month in New Jersey. All right, take care. Thanks, Tim.